This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Relationships will fatally end without a knife or gun. Waiting till you're back behind them, then you put them down. How could you be talking about them when they're not Not helping their defense Listening we all should feel it Listening is wrong If there were no one to hear It could not go on Be talking about friends when they're not around For God to get our full and utmost attention, He takes away the captures of our attention. For God to show us His awesome, unfailing love, He allows human love to fail us and to be embittered. For God to cause us to depend on His abundance, He dries up all only to be fed by the brook by a raven. For God to feed us with means and invaluables, he asks us to feed the world with gifts he gave us. For God to help us as we journey through this ragged route, he must first see and feel our helplessness by Ebenezer Quay.
Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to set you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to set yourself. And then, ask Him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville. Hello, dear listener, and it is our daily devotional series. I am your regular host, Sandra Ahia, and with me here is our own pastor, William Opon Dankwa. Please are welcome. Thank you. Today's lesson is captioned, Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau, and the struggle between God's purposes and individual rebellion makes further progress in the story of Jacob and Esau. It was customary in antiquity for the first son to receive the father's blessings before the death of the father. And this included most of the family's wealth. Thus, the eldest son became responsible for the family's welfare. Esau hated his brother Jacob after being tricked out of that great honor and he planned to kill him after their father died. Rebekah sent Jacob away for safekeeping thinking all would be well again after a few days. A few days turned out to be 20 years, and Rebekah never saw Jacob again. That is very sad, trying to save your son from dying, and he rather left you without seeing him. For this whole week, we are looking at global rebellion and the patriarchs. That's what we've been looking at. Last Sunday, we looked at Cain and Abel. Monday, we looked at the flood. Tuesday, we looked at Abraham, and today, Wednesday, we are looking at Jacob and Esau. 
the story of Jacob and Esau, which also tells us still the great controversy still going on. As it was the custom in the days of old, uh, the, to be the firstborn was a, a position of Hannah. For you to be the firstborn because at that time the father's blessings go to you that's the better right uh, when the father dies you become uh, all the wealth of the family is given to the eldest son and he is responsible for the welfare of the family so it was a great honor for you to be the firstborn and Esau being the firstborn as we all know sold because of food sold his birthright to Jacob he thought he was just playing with it. And Jacob was so determined because he wanted to be the firstborn. He, he wanted to have this honor, being, getting the, the family worth and also that responsibility of the family, being the firstborn, everything dwells on you. So he needed that. So he, we know he tricked his brother and he was rather blessed by his father who was then about to die. So when Esau saw that his brother had tricked him, he was so determined to kill his brother. Rebecca saw that that was their mother and he just had told uh, Jacob just go to my brother Laban spend some few days and when tempests are cool you can come back and things will go on as normal that was a uh, uh, mother's mind thinking that Jacob would just go for a few days but as we, we saw Jacob spent 20 years First, he spent the first seven years thinking that uh, Laban would give him a second daughter. That's right. But rather, Laban tricked him also and gave him his first daughter. That's Leah. But Jacob loved Rahel, not Leah. And so he had to work for another seven years before he got the lady of her heart. That's right. After that, he also, he, again, Laban tricked him for six good years, talking about wages. And he has to go through this ordeal for so in all 20 good years. And he was also tricked by another person. We should note that when we think we are sinning, we are just, we just have our way. Things didn't go on as he thought so. But because of the love he had for Ryo, that first 14 years, for him, it was like a few days as, him, uh, as a smarter thought. Of. So Jacob had to go through this period of 20 good years. And he, he never saw the mother again, as he rightly read. And he again, on his way to Laban, one day he, he had a dream. And then in his dream, he saw a, a ladder going up to heaven. And the angels descending, ascending and descending. And then God assured him that he is the God of his fathers, Abraham and Isaac. So God assured him that he's still with him. Despite his mistakes, God still loved him. That's the God we are worshipping. He made a great mistake of tricking his, his elder brother, sin and cheating him. But still God loved him. God forgave him. So God uh, assured him that he would still be with him. And for 20 years after that assurance, he went to Laban. He spent 20 good years with Laban, who later on became his father-in-law. First, it was his uncle. Since he married from him, he became his father-in-law. And he also tricked him, as I've already said. So after the 20 years, when Jacob decided to return back, after that 20 years, we should know what's happened. First, he did not uh, tell Laban he was going. So Laban pursued him. And later on, Esau also was coming with 400 men. And these two issues, situations were life-threatening situations. First of all, uh, Laban could have killed him. But God, through a vision by night, 
told Laban not to touch Jacob. So things went on. He did not touch Jacob. And later on, they separated quietly, nicely. And later on, a sort was coming. And God still met Jacob. And then, uh, when God met Jacob, God touched him a bit because Jacob struggled with God. And then he became a bit of, a, let's say, a cripple. He was then now walking with a stake aiding him. With that, it was a way that God used, used to impress on Esau also, not to touch his brother. Because when Esau saw his brother walking with the aid of this stick, Esau saw that his brother is not even a threat. So they embraced themselves and nothing happened. That was a way in which God used in saving Jacob from the hand of his brother. So the sight of Jacob hobbling with a walking stick could have impressed Esau that Jacob posed no threat. The gifts were sent ahead of him. Jacob sent a gift ahead of him. So there he settled his differences with his brother. And later on, they, the, the two of them came together in burying their father. But one thing, one major lesson we can learn from this situation is we should think, think deep before we make decisions. We should think before we act. Esau, you know, on the first note, thought he was just playing. He should have think deep. And even Jacob, trying to just trick his brother, he knew it was a mere thing. And his mother thought it was just a normal thing. Look, he spent 20 years and he took the intervention of God before he, he saved Jacob. So with these major decisions we make or choices we make in life, we should be careful not to make a foolish choice because the consequences we will face. Jacob and Esau is what we're looking at. And we have really learned a great lesson from this. And I believe that with what we have learned today, we are indeed going to abide by what the good Lord tells us and not what we think is right. And also with what we learned earlier on, we should be mindful of the way we treat our kids. It brings a whole lot of problems to the family. I believe our pastor has something to tell us. We should be careful with the choices we make Let's allow God to lead us in making important choices in life. God has been so faithful and grateful to us and for taking us through this whole lesson. I believe Jacob and Esau has really been a great blessing to us all that we will abide by it. any inquiries or contribution you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595 Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
Dear listener, welcome to the Moment of Truth. I'm your humble servant, Odubrai Texan, from Valley View University, level 400. I share with you the Word of God, caption, Be Born Again. Be Born Again. Let's have a word of prayer. Father Divine, we thank you this time. We commit ourselves into your hands. We pray that may you take absolute control, help us to understand and become the doers of your ways. In the mighty name of Jesus, have you prayed thanksgiving. Amen. The key text is carefully taken from John 3, John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. That's there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. According to the writer of one inspirational book, Desire of Ages, page 168, Jesus bent his eyes upon the speaker as if reading his very soul. In his infinite wisdom, he saw before him a seeker after truth. So Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This man was a strict Pharisee and prided himself on his good works. He was widely esteemed for his benevolence and his liberality in the sustaining the temple service. And he felt secure of the favor of God. He was startled at the thought of a kingdom too pure for him to see in his present state. By virtue of his birth as an Israelite, 
he regarded himself as a sure of a place in the kingdom of God. He felt that he needed no change. Hence, his surprise at the Savior's words. He was irritated by their close application to himself. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. In fact, from the Desire of Ages, page 174, there was no excuse for the blindness of Israel in regard to the work of regeneration. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah had written, We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rats. David had prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And through Ezekiel, the promise had been given, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status. Amen. As Christians, it should be our motive to yield towards being born again. But we must also bear in mind that we cannot by our own strength do it. He who is trying to reach heaven by his own works in keeping the law is attempting an impossibility. There is no safety for one who, who has merely a legal religion, a form of godliness. The Christian life is not a modification or improvement of the old, but a transformation of nature. There is a death to self and sin, and a new life altogether. This change can be brought about only by the affectional working of the Holy Spirit. The new birth is a real experience in this age of the world. This is the reason why there are so many perplexities in our Christian homes and surroundings because so many who assume the name of Christ are unsanctified and unholy. They have been baptized, but they are alive. Self did not die, and therefore they did not rise to newness of life in Christ. After receiving Jesus, we are supposed to be empowered to be Come, sons and daughters of God. John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13 says that, But as many as receive him, to them gave 
he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. We cannot inherit the kingdom of God with the old nature, born of blood and the will of flesh. Never. For this will show that we are in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So therefore, if it is examined, or let us come from all unfilthy ways, let us shun away from all works of the evil and give ourselves to Christ. Let us eliminate good Christ-like characters in our communities, wherever that we found ourselves. If through cross-examination of ourselves, we still find some of these acts among us, then may the Lord strengthen us to do away of these acts. And if by God's grace we are able to remain focused to Him, may the Lord keep us still by His side to continue to live righteous before Him. We thank the Lord Almighty for these words that has come to us. May He add His blessings upon these words and help us to be to become the doers of these words. In Jesus' name have I prayed and request. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or plus 233-244-235-017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>